0: 18 plus. 18
1: plus hey cobbers from the land down under this is the cricket badger big bash daily podcast whether you're with the strikers the stars or the sixes you might be a renegade enjoy the heat love the thunder like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tie your kangaroo down put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun it's gonna be a ripper big bash 10
2: Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. We've got a double header again today and we've already seen the Perth Scorchers, my team, those fantastic brave boys in orange, have got another victory under their belt today by beating the Melbourne Renegades by 96 runs. We'll talk about that in the second half of today's Big Bash Daily. On my screen in front of me, we're getting into the latter stages of the Sydney Sixers chase. Their target is 151. They're currently 141 for three with 17 overs on the board. So it should be a relative counter this one. They only need 10. 10 more runs to win from 18 boars, which in T20 terms is pedestrian. Thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these big bash dailies. Snapping up the right mortgages for you, bluecrocodile.co.uk. Co. .uk joining me today it's a change in schedule i said yesterday that we we're going to talk about indian cricket in the second half of the program but naman bless him his brother has been taken into hospital in india with uh, covid so uh, best wishes to naman he'll be back on the podcast very soon i hope and his brother will be fine but stay safe out there everybody just because it's 2021 and everybody when we're in a new year still need to stay safe and be uh, aware of uh, the threats of covid so i hope everybody out there is safe and well And joining me on the podcast today, it's Sam Dalling and Abai Mehta. Abai, just watching this chase by the Sixers. They've been one of the impressive teams in this tournament so far. And this has been a a really good performance from them today. The Adelaide Strikers have been in good form as well, but the Sixers have controlled this chase very nicely.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sixers have been going fine this tournament. I was just thinking that maybe since Jason Holder has left... That could bring a little bit of imbalance in the team. And I did feel so in the last chase they were doing. But this match was very comfortable and uh, they'd be very happy because Adelaide's are no pushovers either. They're a good team. So Sixers will be very happy today. And I think they'll they'll be getting ready for the knockouts.
2: Yeah, the Adelaide Strikers, they made 150 for four in their 20 overs. Phil Salton, Matt Renshaw at the top of the order out fairly cheaply. Alex Carey made 31. Jonathan Wells was the star of the show, 66 off 56 from him. Jake Weatherald, 34 not out at the end of their innings. Wickets shared around, really, in that innings. And then we've seen Josh Felipe, 41, 44 not out at the moment. James Vince um, taking uh, Sixers to home and hosed, and he's been joined by Jordan Silk. These two have shared a a nice little stand um, of, uh, well, it's currently unbroken on 66, and Jordan Silk, 34 not out. In fact, the Sixers just across the line there, winning by seven wickets against the Adelaide Strikers. A really comfortable win, that for the Sixers in a problematic game. As Abhay said, the Strikers are a, a dangerous side in this big bash league. And Sam, they'll uh, be very pleased with that result today, the Sixers.
1: Yeah, they they really will. I mean, they're the defending champions. Everyone knows their quality. But that it was potentially a tough game. The Strikers have been going well as well. But actually, they've won it at a counter. The Strikers were probably always a little bit below par. But that was largely because the Sixers bowled really well. And um, from the off, Ben Dorsius. Um, opening up as, as he meant to go on really and it, it, they're in great form the Sixers they're going to climb up the table and it's hard to look past them you know they've they've even Jackson Bird made his first appearance in the last game but he was rotated left out that shows their strength and depth
2: Abhay Rashid Khan was the star for the strikers today with the ball 3 for 18 from his four overs but the way teams seem to play Adelaide strikers and any team with Rashid Khan in, they just sit on him, they knock him around. If they can take him for 20 or 25, that's about standard. And then they try and attack the rest of the uh, bowlers. And the, the Sixers have done that really nicely today. Rashid Khan, always a threat, taking three wickets. But nobody else really in the uh, strikers' lineup could really back him up.
3: Yes, that's true. And also, the the, the, the scorecard wasn't so good. Uh, like in the sense, uh, they, they didn't have to chase that much, uh, uh, Sydney Sixers. And in such situations, it just becomes easy to uh, just knock Rashid around. He still took a lot of wickets. He still took uh, ended up taking three wickets, which is great. Uh, it just shows uh, what a superstar he is because when things are not going so good, you can never rule out Rashid Khan. But uh, not so much from the others. Was expecting some from Voral and uh, Wes Egar as well, but... Uh, they could not support him that much. And uh, Peter Siddle also has seems to have gone a little off-colour, off-late.
2: Yeah, I mean, Warren Wor- Wor- oh, R- yeah. uh, w- and Agar have had, had very good tournaments, haven't they? I mean, I suppose everybody, everybody's due an off-game in a 14-match um, group phase. But it seems that the uh, Adelaide Strikers seem as to they all had an off-game together and allowed Sixers right. to get across the line there. Sixers winning by seven wickets with 12 balls remaining.
0: In changing times like these, make a change
2: yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buyer deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Let's turn our attention to the other game that we saw earlier on this morning. I actually did see it because I got up early to watch this one. Per Scorchers made 185 for three in their 20 overs. Jason Roy, 27. Liam Livingston, 20. But it was Josh Inglis, 72 not out from him. 41 balls, 7-4s, 2 sixes. And Colin Munro, 52 Runs, 31 balls, 1, 4 and five sixes that Saw them up to an impressive total of 185 for three. And it was always too good for the uh, lacklustre, out-of-form, beleaguered Melbourne Renegades. They're really struggling in Big Bash 10. Highest scorer for them in the reply, Jack Prestwich, who made a, a late 33 from 24 balls. But he was the only player that got, got above 14. Sean Marsh got 14. Everybody else in single digits for the Melbourne Renegades. And wickets... Shared around for the uh, Perth side. We're going to talk about one aspect of that in the Kangaroo Court today. So we'll leave out the uh, big bash boost point. But Perth Gorchers today—they they started really slowly in this competition. Sam, I was starting to get a little bit worried, I have to say. But since they've had Jason Roy, Liam, Liam Livingstone join them, they look a little bit more balanced, and they've started to win matches.
1: Yeah, I know, James. You were you were definitely concerned early doors, but actually it's a cliche to say isn't it but, but Roy and Livingston have really breathed a, a new lease of life into that British side, I think that they've opened together in the last couple of games I think maybe in the first game Livingston started yeah. free and know each other's games really well and it it bodes well they would they would cricket like any sport it isn't one on paper but at the start of the season we, we said oh they've got a really strong side and it wasn't quite clicking but it it is starting to click and they hopefully so they can well, from your perspective at least, start to climb the table. But the Renegades are, <laughs> really were poor. I didn't see much of it, but I mean, I've seen the highlights. It's beginning to get a bit embarrassing for them, isn't it, already?
2: Yeah, bottom of the table, the Melbourne Renegades, they remain, played seven, now on five points, or stay on five points. No, they don't stay on five points. That's the point of the kangaroo court. Later, we'll come back to that. On five points, bottom of the table by three though from Brisbane Heat, and it's not looking good for for the Melbourne side, is it? Uh by um, you look down their lineup; they've got some decent players, but they're just not playing as a side. Overseas players coming in like uh, um Riley Russo just not firing for them, and they're kind of kingpins of the Australian setup, Aaron Finch, their captain, he seems to be out of form at the moment, and even Sean Marsh, who's been their their one solitary star in the tournament so far had a a relative failure of 14 for him today so um, it's not looking very clever for Melbourne Renegades
3: very much it's a sorry state for them and um, it's been the same case last couple of seasons it's been really sorry for them like I cannot help myself but compare them with RCB of IPL you know both the red teams are not doing so well Uh, though Renegades have managed one title when there was a brain fade for the stars (laughs) a uh, couple of seasons back uh, but um, they've underperformed and it's not that they've planned poorly because they've got a good side as you said they've also done good uh, reinforcements for the foreign stars and also they have good local superstars as well Australian superstars like Richardson, Marsh, uh, Finch. Rusu was a bankable option I, I felt before the BBL started because he would be available for the whole season. So I thought, now he's injured, by the way. Uh, but I thought, I thought they had good uh, T20 stars. They had Nabi. They had also uh, this uh, Pakistani uh, left-arm spinner. It's uh, had no words, uh, but probably they need to do more changes for the next season because it hasn't just been so bad last couple of seasons.
2: Sam, we're often talking about the Englishman in uh, the Big Bash. There's James Vince on my screen after scoring 45, not out for the Sixers at the moment doing an interview. With some very big earphones on at the moment. But uh, we sometimes skirt over the fact that there's a few Australians, in inverted commas, in the Big Bash that are actually born in England. There's Aaron Hardy from the Perth Scorchers, was born in Bournemouth. Sam Whiteman, who actually is not featuring in this Big Bash, but has been a, a, a stalwart for the Scorchers in previous incarnations, was born in Yorkshire and the uh, the man of the match uh, in the well the official man of the match Josh Inglis in for the Perth Scorchers today was born in Leeds he's a yorkie his old uh, Josh Inglis um 25 year old and um there's a few sort of naturalized Aussies that moved over when they were younger
1: yeah um, to be honest James that you put me on the spot there a little bit of course um i yes there are i haven't got a lot to answer to that um i i had not something i clocked
2: the the argument not the argument but the the point to make off the back of that is that you know, sometimes you see um, a lot of non-English people saying, "Look at the England team." Andrew Strauss wasn't born in this country. Kevin Peterson, and etc., etc., etc. All obviously qualify because they've got parentage and stuff like that that make them able to play for England. But you know, Australia aren't immune to the same thing, are they? People are going the other way.
3: Some kind of rotation, uh, you know, musical chairs between uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, and South Africa. So all players can emerge. You know, they've been born in some other country. Yeah. But they end up playing for some other one.
2: It's a small world these yeah. days, Abba. I mean, you're living in Sweden um, and of Indian yes. heritage. Uh, you know, there's the people um, very much you know, living in different countries from where they originated from these days. And uh, just because you go back to your original country to get the chance of international cricket doesn't mean it's wrong, does it? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And it's it's a norm right uh, now. Like last decade or so, we've seen so many of such examples. Uh, Peterson, uh, in uh, Morgan. I'm again naming the English ones. Uh, but uh, if you see Luke Ron- Ronkey and uh, probably Neil Wagner as well, I heard. So it's it's just everywhere yes. right now. And you'll see a lot of Indian superstars as well. like uh, Like people from Indian origin. Uh, playing for other countries as well I'm sure in the future
2: Yeah, Josh Inglis played uh, second 11 cricket for Yorkshire when he was uh, a youngster and then moved across to Australia and is now flying his trade for the uh, Scorchers and played okay. very very nicely today to uh, win the match for the Perth side bluecrocodile.co.uk sort your mortgage in a snap Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's matches. We've seen two games and we've mentioned already a few of the star performers. Abai, let's start with you. Who would be your nomination for the uk cricketer of today's matches?
3: I, I'll go for uh, Josh Inglis.
2: The Yorkie is your nomination. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yes. Well, we, we, we should always be proud when Yorkshiremen do well. Uh, regular listeners of the Cricket Budget Podcast know my allegiances county-wise in this country. So Josh Inglis is uh, your man. Abai, what about you, Sam? Yeah,
1: you know, I was thinking along the similar lines. You know, Johnny Wells did, got 60 odds for the, the strikers. Uh, in the end, it turned out it wasn't quite a, as his usual high strike break. it was. It seemed a difficult innings, and um, the sixers won at a canter, but it was a, a, a full team effort. Rashid Khan, of course, as we've said, got free for, but, um, but in a in a losing cause. So yeah, I think Josh English is seventy odd has to win it today, really.
2: Yep, it goes to Yorkshire. It goes to well Yorkshire via Australia via the Perth Scorchers. Josh English with his seventy two. Not out today is the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's matches. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile, silence in court. I I love doing that. The Judge Badger is in the chair. We are changing the agenda. We have thrown out the case about Indian cricket. That will be talked about later on. But we did see in the first game today, Melbourne Renegades, they were absolutely battered by uh, the Perth Scorchers. 185 for three, plays 89. They, They were never in the races. Melbourne Renegades losing by 96 runs, which is one of the top 10 Biggest defeats in Big Bash history. And they picked up a point. Now, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm not going to try and query the case here because we're going to get the arguments from both Abai and Sam in favour of the Big Bash boost points and against the Big Bash boost points. But there are situations in the Big Bash where in tight matches the boost point adds a lot of uh, relevance to the chase. Today, Melbourne Renegades put all of their eggs into the boost basket Picked up the one point, but got soundly thrashed in the overall match. Um, I wonder if many Renegades fans out there actually think they deserve a point from this game. At cricket underscore badger, let us know. And also, after you've heard the arguments, there is a poll on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed, basically asking this question. You can have a vote, and you can decide this case. But let's hear the case for the defence. Go across to the, uh, the learned... Sam Dalling, who is going to argue the case that the Big Bash boost point is relevant, should be in this Big Bash, and is the way forward. Sam?
1: Well, James, I think it's absolutely wonderful, the Big Bash boost point. You know, it adds an extra nuance within the game. You've got the wider 20 overs going on, but also there's a, a 10 over interest point. You know, the crowd can, there's a, there's a, you get to a, a certain stage and you're kind of starting to have to to think about it, so there's a new tactical side for the coaches and the players, and um, and also they're all very much aware of it. You know, we we see other sports where you kind of get losing bones points. I don't think this is anything different. We, both sides go into the game knowing that there are points on offer for whoever is ahead at that halfway stage, and they they need to plan accordingly. So you know, the Renegades, even though they they may have got well and truly hammered, they they still they fulfilled the brief. You know, they knew there's, there's extra points on offer for the beating the halfway score, and they did so. So I think they're fully deserving of their point and uh, hats off to them. And they definitely needed it. So there we go.
2: Well, Judge it yeah, I, I, I can hear some of the arguments there. I agree with them. Um, Abai, the case for the prosecution, against the Big Bash boost. Your arguments, please.
1: Yes,
3: was well, this one was hard because uh, I also... <laughs> I, I'm also open to changes and I like these changes which are introduced by Big Bash. Uh, but uh, a negative point, if I have to think of, especially from today's uh, match, Melbourne lost almost seven wickets just to uh, get the, uh, the, the, the boost point. So I think it, it can be altered a bit. It's not so fair because Perth had just lost two wickets at the end of 10-hour mark and Melbourne had lost almost six wickets. So it should not just be the scorecard, but it should also be the number of wickets you've lost. So it should be kind of a ratio. And uh, the number of wickets should also be somehow counted in the boost point. So you should not just give away the point if you lost so many wickets. That's uh, one suggestion I could think of. And that's one negative point I thought from today's uh, boost allocation to the Renegades.
2: I've heard your argument as well. I'll tell you what, um, I'm actually legitimately right in the middle of this because I can see advantages for the big bash boost point. I think it takes away the chances of net run rate and um, playing a part later on, which I hate net run rate, and I think it does add a little bit of flavour to a, a second innings of a game. Particularly like today when the Renegades were out of the game and um, the first turnover over still mattered despite the fact that wickets were tumbling. But do they deserve any points out of today's game? It was an absolute shambles from the Renegades, wasn't it? They were terrible and they still walk away with a quarter of the points allocation from today's play. That makes not a lot of sense to me at all when it comes to the overall standings in this competition. by just one question back to you, or one point back to you on, on what you said. I understand what you're saying about the wickets falling um, by the 10-over mark, but you could say the same thing about the entirety of the 20-overs, couldn't you? A team could make 200 for 1 in their 20-overs. The team knocked them off at 201 for 9, but still take all the points in other leagues.
3: Yes, that's true. But that's the the variation which the BBL organisers are trying to bring in. They're trying to also motivate the teams to be ahead of the other team at the 10-over mark. So, yeah, you you could argue that, and that's why it's we always look at the end result rather than the mid result. But um, if you have to make the mid result also very uh, accountable, uh, maybe this is a good way to go ahead. Let's see how the opinions turn out uh, by end of this league. Because... We'll have more stronger opinions when the knockout stages come and uh, I'm not sure if that will matter during the knockouts but let's see when the, if, if this if this makes a change in the final table standings.
2: Silence in the kangaroo court from Abai. Please sit down, sir. You've had, heard enough of your arguments. You've heard enough from you, Sam. It's now time to listen to the cricket badges out there at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed the poll is live have your vote on there is the Big Bash boost point working is it a good thing for Big Bash cricket and should it be adopted elsewhere all those kind of arguments on one side of it and uh, is it an absolute mess and is it allowing Melbourne Renegades a side which is basically bottom of the table to pick up points that they don't deserve have your say at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed the poll is there waiting for you Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Gentlemen, all that leaves us to have a look at is the table before we wrap up proceedings today. And uh, it sees... That the uh, Sydney Sixers have climbed back to the top of it. Seven games played, they're on twenty-one points. Sydney Thunder in second. The game played less, but they're on nineteen to two points behind. Hobart Hurricanes have played seven as well. They're on eighteen points. Adelaide Strikers played seven on thirteen. Melbourne Stars have played six on eleven, and then the three teams currently outside of the playoff places: Perth Scorchers have played six on nine, Brisbane Heat played six on eight, and Melbourne Renegades today's defeated. Um, team by 96 runs have played 7 and are on 5 points last question quick answers from both of you Sam any chance the Melbourne Renegades can turn this around they're halfway through their group game so far they've only picked up 5 points have we seen the Perth Scorchers do it can the Renegades do the same
1: no I don't think so
2: that's short and sweet That's a quick answer, James. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm, I'm so I'm so not used to asking for quick answers and getting them on these podcasts that I was so surprised that it came out in three words. So uh, thank you for that, Sam. Um, Abai, um, last question to you. We've seen the Perth Scorchers uh, pick up their second win of the competition today. They've moved themselves up to sixth place. Um, they were my fancy at the start of this, regardless of my allegiances. I just thought they had a really good-looking side. Do you think they can actually move up now and actually threaten for the title?
3: It's very hard, but I hope they do.
2: You you two have read the brief, haven't you? You two have read the brief about short and sweet answers. I'm all for it. If I ask for short answers, I want short answers and let the other badges know. Thank you very much, Sam and Abai, for joining me today. Pleasure to have you both on.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, James. Thanks a lot.
2: And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening as well. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for the support of these big bash dailies. We'll be back again tomorrow. It's the Big Bash Dailies. They're on every single day, all the way through to the final on the 6th of February. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you then. Big
1: Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then.
0: Podcast Network. 18 plus.